Episode 137, I'm your host, Gail M. Davis, and this is Design Perspectives. Welcome to the Design Perspectives podcast. I am your host, Gail Davis. I will talk all things design from expectation to reality, from what to expect when working with designers as well as the trades. And from time to time, current events will seep their way into the conversation. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and listen. I am excited for today's conversation with Amy Youngblood, an interior design out of Cincinnati, Ohio really an amazing individual, Uh, went to school for communications, worked in it for a little while and realized this was not fulfilling to her, went back to school, worked during the day, went to school at night, and when you pivot in design, it seems like this is the MO for all of us. I love a lot of the lessons that she learned. Uh, We discuss, you know, being selective about your clients, hiring a business coach, hiring the right people for your firm that really resonate with you. Uh, She has five people on her team and we walk through the five people. And we also talk about charging appropriately for your time, which a lot of people don't do, you know, whether it's flat fee or it's hourly, you still have to work it out that it benefits you um, and is also not shortchanging your client or overcharging. So without further ado, Here's Amy Youngblood. Hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Hey, Amy, thank you so much for coming on and joining me today on Design Perspectives Podcast. I really appreciate this. Let's get into it. <laughs> well, thanks, Gail. I really appreciate you having me on. It's it's quite an honor. Thank you. Oh, my God. No, the honor is all mine. So let's get started. How did you get started and who is Amy Youngblood Interiors? Because I'm always interested in how people decide design. Very good question. Yes, yes. Um, I actually had an art background growing up, uh, a strong art background and was always very, very, very good at color and and layout and patterns and design. And um, I did though decided to become a communications major in college, which is of course not a bad thing for this, this job, right? Right. Um, (laughs) We're always communicating, but I um, was working out of college um, for some bigger corporations in marketing and and sales, very dry businesses for me, very non-creative. And I just really was unfulfilled. So I decided to go back and get another degree in interior design where I was working during the day and going to design classes at night where I actually later taught once I graduated um, on the side. And then it just kind of melded my business and background along with my design skills that I had learned with Mm -hmm. my degree. Nice. And that was over 20 years ago, I not to date myself, but um, Amy Youngblood Interiors has been in business for um, going close, probably about almost almost uh, 15 years now. Nice. And I've worked for a variety of other companies in residential, commercial. And then in 2009, I went off on my own. So we both we do both residential and commercial design as well. 
Nice. Do you have a favorite? Do you which one do you like better? Some people say commercial a, because you know, it's. I get asked that a lot. I would just say, here's the deal. I if we're going to do commercial, I want it to be kind of more of a fun boutique client client. Like it could be a cool um, restaurant. It could be a cool, you know, let's say retail store. Mm -hmm. Just something like that. We don't really go after a lot of office projects, um, which there's not a ton of those out there these days anyway. Um, I really sit to tell people if the client is a nice client and easy to work for, mm-hmm. that's half the battle. That's true. So I really want the client, I really want a client who just frankly just is good at taking direction and easy to work with. Now let's let's talk about um because this that's another thing that people don't understand. They are like, oh my god, you do design, it must be so much fun. It's a lot oh, of dis- gosh, no kidding. <laughs> it's a lot of decision making. It's so glamorous. I love would love to take fabrics all day, not you know. <laughs> right. And and that's that's really like the smallest part of it. But I want to talk about your communications, um, being communications major. That has probably really helped you in this business and especially when it comes to um residential i think residential may be a little bit more intense than commercial only because in commercial i feel like they make a decision and they go right mm-hmm. but residential i feel like they make a decision and then they backpedal and then they make a decision and they backpedal and it's it's the whole time yeah. of you being therapist like going no it's going to be wonderful don't worry about it please trust me Please trust me. Yeah, we have one client like that, Gail, exactly. I mean, she's a wonderful lady and she's got a great personality and she's she is very nice. But wow, I mean, we we sit down with her. We've made selections. We go through everything with her and meet. And she, she just has to rethink everything and make changes constantly. And it's... It, you're right. There's a lot of handholding sometimes because it's it's someone's personal space, right? right. It's their right. it's their house, and that and it's their personal and it's also their personal money too, right? True. True. Even though, don't get me wrong, commercial can be very very price sensitive, um, but I think a lot of the, the hard parts of residential care for the people just it's just so personal to them, and it, and for us. Even even for myself, I'm in the middle of a, a major renovation for myself personally oh. at my house, and honestly, it's it's harder to design for yourself. Because <laughs> you're just like, oh, maybe I didn't do this right or this right. You're like, and the other day I had to say, Amy, you do this all the time for commercial for residential clients, and you don't think twice. <laughs> but it's true, you don't. And then when it's your own, like I'll admit, I. We're in the middle of a kitchen renovation. Well, we're at the end of it, I'll say. It was yeah. supposed to be seven weeks. It's now eight months, but there's been a lot of hiccups, you know, with oh, yeah. just getting stuff. And so I'm, you know, my husband just rolls with it. He doesn't care. But even when I did over the living room and the dining room, and the dining room is about to be done again because I'm switching out the rug and the chairs. But anyway, that's a different story. Uh-huh. Photographing, like you're, I'm pretty sure you're going to admit it too. When you photograph your space, you are so critical beyond belief of maybe that wasn't the right color. And how does that look in the photo? And maybe it looks too sharp and maybe it's too shiny or maybe it's too bright. And I'm just like, girl, did you love everything when you picked it? Yes. Move away. Yes. And that's that's how totally, I, you got totally. to speak to clients too. happened to me um, 
I've got about a week to go on my renovation and I have been just overthinking everything. And my husband is like, thank God he's so chill about it too. <laughs> like you said, you're with your husband. It's like, Amy, it looks fine. Yes. I, you know, I, I think that color looks perfectly fine. Yes. Like, I, I, I don't even notice it. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's 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 Ben. He's just I'm like, like you, don't under, you just don't understand. Yes, it just has to be perfect. Yes, and 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 here's the thing: like, I I stopped trying to be a perfectionist when I was in corporate because it was really making me sick. Right? Uh -huh. It just made me super unhappy. But no one tells you that's the creative part of you that you are a perfectionist and that even though they can't see it, you can see it. And until it is perfect, the way you see it in your mind, you're a crazy person to work with. <laughs> just... Exactly. Exactly. I know it can be, we've got clients that are, we've had, we've had some, and, and I hate to say it, but sometimes the best clients we've had are like just wealthy single bachelors oh, that just yes. are like I'm so busy yeah that looks great go ahead like I trust you and and that's that yes no and they get the <laughs> why are you asking like, me you about the previous client who like literally like I mean the meetings are just I had to have a conversation with her at one point and say look you know happy to meet with you more but you know this is getting a little out outside the scope of our agreement in mm -hmm. terms of our time and mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to uh, you know, charge you extra for that because, um, it's just, again, it's just, it's just taking more time than we anticipated. And I want to do the, the best job possible for you and make sure you love everything. Um, but you know, also you do need to trust us too. So it can be, it's, um, we see everything. Oh, no. I think I've seen a lot. Yeah. What, what <laughs> has, what has been your biggest lesson as far as growing your firm? Because you, you started your firm and it wasn't like you're like, okay, I have 10 people or I have five people on my team. You had to grow your firm. What were some of the things that you looked for? First of all, how did you grow your firm? And what were some of the things that you looked for to make sure you were well-rounded in your hiring that's, process? That's a great question, Gail. Actually, um, yeah, I started really small, just like everybody has to. And I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned in, in growing, and it's nice to have this problem when you're, when you're doing well and you're, you're established, but I think being very more selective about your clients is one thing that yes. designers can really learn from, because I think when you first start, you just want to take everything, right? You just want to, yep. anything is like, a big achievement and you'll you'll take on these little projects that um sometimes can end up being honestly not profitable at all and i think True. once i started actually i want to just call it vetting my clients mm -hmm. and uh or potential clients i should say and i did that by actually um working with my coach to revamp my contact form on our website mm -hmm. to ask some really specific questions about what the client wants, the potential client wants to, to do. And if they don't answer them in a way that I think would be a good fit for us, I'd kindly pass on the project. So I think being really selective about the clients you take on as well, because it's a two way street True. and 
you know, we're not at Walmart. We can't please everybody. Oh, so on. we might not be the best fit for somebody. Maybe this, maybe that inquiry you just got it would be better suited for somebody else that's getting started or we'll do something smaller. Right. Um, the other thing I think is, is, is learning to charge appropriately for your time. Um, I think as designers, we throw in a lot of extra freebies because we just want to make it right. And like we joked about, you know, you start obsessing about this and this and this and this. And, you know, there's so much mind time you put into things mm -hmm. when you're not even in the office, like that you're not even charging. for. That's true. <laughs> Everybody thinks it stops and once you leave the I office. Think that you really have to price yourself fairly. Um and don't undercut yourself. In fact, we we have a policy where we um, we get our design fee up front um, because and and we really haven't had a problem with since we switched to that because clients were actually kind of getting confused and like questioning our hours and we try to do hourly and you know everyone does it differently and some things work better for other people but I just found for me um, to charge up front and just have a clause in our contract that says you know anything outside the scope of this agreement will be billed at a rate of X an hour. And I think it's really helped us. It's helped us cash flow wise. It's helped us financially. And it's helped us with a lot of headaches with clients questioning bills. Oh, I love that. I love that because yeah. th they're people they can don't find on our website at amyyoungblood.com under the contact form. If someone wants to take a peek and, you know, steal from it, find, you know, fine by me. <laughs> <laughs> and sharing is caring. Um, yes. I love that you do that. I love that you also are like, we need to be mindful about our time because a lot of people think that when you're a designer, like you work nine to five and what they don't realize is your mind does not cut off. Like you will see things or you will randomly think of something. You're like, you know what? That will work. Or that's what I was looking for. You remember a vendor because you're like, I want this for that client, but you can't remember certain things at that time because you're, you know, making a thousand decisions at one time. And so yeah. the mind doesn't switch as fast as it should because you're focused mm -hmm. on so many. Um, you know, I've gotten to the point with time where I have a great staff that helps me make the selections initially. Like I, I think I mentioned and, and they were, I'm so lucky because we all really kind of think and, and see aesthetics the same way perfect. and have very similar tastes, which mm -hmm. I think are, not to be biased but very good so <laughs> so i think that um you know that that helps out to having a, a maybe a, a you know a, a group of not even a small group of, of people working for you that can kind of you can sort of bounce things off of and look at things together and and really you know just critique it and but, but it also makes the process go a little bit faster so you're not spending all that time in your mind in the middle of the night like ruminating about it like oh maybe should it be this right. one or this one or this one i mean right. you're kind of spreading out the responsibility does that make sense it completely makes Delegating sense that, that work you know which is which is really really i think what we've accomplished so how many people do you have currently have on your team how i'm sorry what was the question how many people do you currently have on your team well we have five we have That's a nice a number designer kendall who's amazing um and then we have a i hired a project manager a little over a year ago which i don't know why it took me so long so long to do that but i was dealing with all that kind of stuff as far as things for clients as far as 
handling all deliveries, handling any claims, because let's be honest, things come in damage sometimes. Yeah. This is not a perfect, this is not a perfect world. This um, is true. Communicating with clients as to when they can expect their furniture, um, coordinating remodeling or new home builds, actual communication between the different parties. Um, and then we have a director of operations who handles um, our our books and our finances. And then I have a marketing, um, I have a, ma a marketing manager who handles like a lot of um, our SEO on our website and nice. just keeping it fresh and and making sure making sure that we come up high on Google ratings, which is how we get a lot of our business, um, nice. which, which usually is usually is good. And um, then we also have a PR company we've hired who's been extremely effective in getting us out there into some into some um, major publications. I love it. I love it. Oh my god, that's perfect. That is, no, that's good. See, so that frees you up to really run your business effectively <laughs> because. Mm -hmm. All of that, when you start out, all of that is like one person. It is the person that's starting that business. And yeah. you have to step back and you do have to hire the right people and let go and let them do their thing. It's nothing worse than hiring somebody, especially a PR person and over, you know, over, you know, was it looking over their shoulder and trying to navigate or tell them how they should do it when this is their expertise. I always tell people, hire the right people and step away. Let exactly you can't be everything i know in the beginning i was like doing the books i was doing everything i was doing everything I was, I was working crazy hours and now i'm able to actually have a life right no yeah. i mean we it's it's just not i've been doing this long enough that i can't be a i can't be a total slave to it no you know? um you know even if even if even if even if the money is good so <laughs> um yeah we we've we've got the best team of people and not just like their skills, but also just like their personalities too, since we are more of a boutique sized firm. Mm -hmm. um, and we just get along well. You know, I think hiring just people that you like to be around. I love that. <laughs> no, and it's true. That's that's the big thing right there because it's a lot of hours that you work together and they become family and you have to be able know. to, totally. you know, speak with each other freely and, you know, this is what it is. And when things go wrong, have an honest conversation and be like, what happened here? This is what I witnessed. This is what's not going to fly anymore for us. Oh, we need right. to be exactly. about, you know, you need to be this way. It, um, I think people just think it's too easy and like putting your name on the door is um, glamorous, but it also can be litigious if you don't do it the right way. Um, no, I know I know some other designers out there who work for other people that have told me that like, I have no interest in working and having my own firm. They're like, I know everyone else does. Uh, see or seems to like want want that but i don't want the headaches and there are a lot of headaches with owning your own firm but there's also a lot of you know payoffs and yeah if you want to make the kind of money you want to make then that's that's i mean that's you typically how you're gonna do it oh absolutely absolutely now you talked about google searches how do your clients find you they will usually Google, I mean, we've tested it many ways and I'll do it myself every now and then just to make sure that we, you know, we're coming up high where we, where we should. Um, but people will, in, in my neck of the woods, will Google interior designer Cincinnati or Cincinnati interior designer. Right. And I think when you keep your website very active with like we, I have um, 
Emily, our project manager, she's also does a lot of our, our social media, I should say, mm -hmm. like our Instagram account. And um, she's great. She's a great writer too. So she's perfect oh, with, with a lot with a lot of these things. But anyway, I mean, blogging, if you keep your if you and getting yourself out there on Instagram and just making yourself noticeable and, and you know, adding new projects consistently onto your website. That's when Google will see that you've got activity. And the more that happens, the more people will find you on that, ideally on that front page. Now, I it love does that. help me a little bit that my, my name, the, 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 the beginning of my business starts with an A. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's, that's a blessing. What can I say? <laughs> and I love the name. It's just easy to remember for me. It's really cool. So thank you, parents, you know, anybody. Um, oh, my God, this has been really great. Before we go, you have given so many nuggets. Please tell the people where they can find you. Well, our website is amyyoungblood.com, just my name, .com. And our Instagram page is amyyoungbloodinteriors. Perfect. I will put Pretty both easy. of those in the show notes. It'll be easy to find. And I just want to thank you again for coming on and taking the time to speak with me. This really made my day. And I just You're I welcome. love thank you, Gail. Thank you so much. Absolutely. You have a good one, my love. You too. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Design Perspectives podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gail M. Davis. I really appreciate you listening. Please don't forget to rate me on iTunes. It is super important. It will help people to find where we are located. And the Design Perspectives podcast is also available on Design Network Platform. Thank you so much. Enjoy your day.